0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who urges us to give Him our sins. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the question for this morning is, what do you give to God? And if you only had that question to figure out what the rest of the sermon was going to be about, you might have thought that it was a stewardship sermon. Now when I say that, given the laughter, some of you know what I mean by stewardship sermon. Stewardship sermon is a little bit of uh, Christianese, a little bit of Christian talk, that means a sermon that is all about what God has given you, usually particularly your money, but also your hours volunteering and other stuff like that, and how you should have stewardship of that, which means that God has given it to you to manage, but that out of that management, since you were a part of His kingdom and He is your king, He asks for a 10% tribute to be brought to His throne room. Well... This sermon is not about that. You dodged that particular bullet today. This sermon is titled the way that it is because we had the readings that we just read which are all about confession and absolution, which, are, which comes from this list of six Christian basic things that we find in this document called Luther's Small Catechism. And Luther's small catechism has these six things that say, well, these are the basics of what it means to be a Christian. That what it means to be a Christian is to know the Ten Commandments, it's to know the Apostles' Creed, it's to know the Lord's Prayer, it is then to be, or to do, Three other things, and that is to be baptized, and then to receive the forgiveness of your sins, and then to take the Lord's Supper. And all of that kind of rounds out what the basics of what it means to be a Christian in terms of what Martin Luther was thinking as he wrote that document in order to explain the basics of Christianity to people that had no idea what the basics of Christianity were. We're all about. And so, as we get into that, we we start to talk today about the fifth of those chief parts. The part that is about confession and forgiveness, or the way that I like to put it is confession slash forgiveness, because it's really all the same thing. It's not two distinct, separate parts. But then, we also have a big day in Josiah's life today. And if you are a person like Josiah, who is confirmed under my pastoral leadership, you get to choose your own confirmation verse. In fact, I was talking to some of our college students about this just this week, and they said that a lot of them didn't get to choose their own, they were just handed one. And and some of it was cool. They said that some of it was the pastor thought long and hard through a list of different different verses and, and came up with one that suited that particular person. But I always thought that it was neat to be able to choose your own. And Josiah chose his own, and he chose one that isn't in the list of usual confirmation verses. Josiah's confirmation verse comes from Matthew 22, and it comes from a discussion that Jesus is having with some people about taxes. And Josiah chose the verse, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and render unto God what is God's, which is a great verse. In fact, it's a pretty good stewardship verse if we wanted to go down that direction. And certainly there's an aspect of that that's a reality for Josiah every time he thinks about his confirmation verse. That he thinks that he is saying today, in this confirmation, that he is rendering unto God what is God's. That he's rendering unto God his entire being, his personhood, because God has saved him from everlasting condemnation And has included him as a part of his family. And so it gets into the question of, well, how does that work with confession and absolution? And how that works with confession and absolution is something that, well, sort of reminds me of my childhood. I remember growing up as a kid, and and my dad was a pretty handy guy. Uh, He knew how to do all sorts of things. He had a tool chest that was massive and had tools that I had no idea what they were used for. And as I grew older, I found out that he used some of the tools for not their intended purpose. (laughs) But as I was growing up, my dad would always tried to include me in those projects when we were working on them. And he grew up in an auto body shop. And so he learned about how to work on cars there. He also learned how to work on buildings because the auto body shop was sort of this ramshackle building that always seemed to have problems with it. And so he learned how to be a builder. And so he taught me a lot about how to do some of those things. Whether it was how to nail a board in correctly or how to cut a straight line with a circular saw or whether it was just cleaning a carburetor with a toothbrush and gasoline. But I remember, as things would have it, at times I would, well, probably more than at times, at times I would, well not do Whatever the specific task was in the way that it should have been done. In fact, the way that I would do the task would be a way that would cause harm to either the thing that I was working on or to myself or both if it was a particular bonus day. And I remember that when I would get into those situations, my dad, who was long-suffering and patient with me most of the time, would say, Gate, give, give it to me! <laughs> <clears throat> to which then I would hand it over, and he would rescue me or the thing or whatever needed rescuing in that particular moment. I think... That's sort of the way that that God looks at us and our sins sometimes. he, He gives us this kingdom to work in. He gives us this ability to be His body. And yet, at times, He must be looking at us and going, Give it to me! In fact, His Holy Spirit works in such manifest ways that without even planning this, he gave me a bonus illustration for you guys yesterday. (laughs) Because my dad did this to me, I am including cricket in some of our projects around the house, and one of our projects around the house yesterday involved painting a board with... Oil-based paint, so the kind of paint that you can't just get rid of by washing it with soap and water. You actually have to use, like, paint thinner and stuff. And we were painting this board, and she couldn't quite see, so I decided that I was going to move the sawhorses and the board up to the porch so that she could get up on the porch and see what was happening. Well, that worked out really well, except for the fact that when she was going up to the porch, she grabbed onto the board in order to steady herself as she was going up the stairs, and she got paint on her hand, which she then, because she knows how this works, went like this, and got paint on the other hand, to which I didn't say give it to me, I just said stop! (laughs) And she got a little bit freaked out. And then I said the strangest thing. I said, don't touch anything, including yourself. <laughs> you remember that from yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, she, she didn't touch anything. And we went into our little shed that's off of the garage and we got out the paint thinner and we cleaned off her hands. And then she was good to go. Well, sometimes that's the way it is with our sins. That even sometimes unintentionally we fall into these sins. And we get dirty. We get our hands covered with stuff. And then we try To fix the problem ourselves, and we just end up getting it on the other hand. To which God says, stop. Give it to me. Let me clean you off. Let me make this right. Render unto me what I would have you give me. Render unto me your sins. Render unto me your brokenness. Give those things to me so that you don't have to worry about them anymore and I will take them into myself. Into my Son as He dies on the cross for your sins. Render that unto me. In Isaiah, He promises us that as we render those sins to Him that are as scarlet. That he promises that he is going to use something that is even more powerful than paint thinner. As he washes our sins away with the blood and suffering and death of his son. Our founder, Guy Martin Luther, once said, he said that when I encourage people to confess their sins and receive absolution, I am doing nothing more than encouraging them to be a Christian. This is what it means to be a Christian. To render ourselves, sins and all, especially sins, to God and to have us wash them clean. And from that cleanliness. He appears to his disciples in the middle of a room and he breathes on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And now this isn't just something that he does for you, but it's something that you can do for others. It's something where you have the ability to look at other people and to see their sins, not in order to judge them, but rather to say to them, give that to me. I've had all of my sins forgiven. Let me take some of yours Onto myself. Let me forgive you of those sins. Myself. And so. This week. May you render unto God. What is God's. What he has asked you to render unto him. And may you find the peace and the joy in that, that will energize you to forgive the sins of others. Amen.